Okay, so we are. Um, Tom's doing a Lloyd's this week, Jervis. Just you and me. Yes, he is doing a Lloyd's, uh, which is uh, probably a good thing. Yeah, euphemism for um, uh, being being incident adjacent to something. Yeah, yeah. Although he did say it was a minor incident today, but <laughs> yeah. then he said he's up to his eyeballs, so yeah, I've so. no idea what a major incident would look like. Yeah. And out of an abundance of caution, they're just yeah. going to call in Mandiant to. Uh, <laughs> So reconfirm that uh, nothing serious, sinister has happened. Actually, called yeah. Kevin himself, like Kevin Mandia. Yeah. Please come, just out, of, <laughs> just as a precaution, nothing else. <laughs> You're listening to the Host Unknown podcast. Hello, hello, good evening, good afternoon, good morning, depending on wherever you are. And I do it that way round because, uh, Jav, my friend, you are the other side of the pond. I am uh, indeed, I am. I am in, in sunny Clearwater, Florida. And as I sit here, look out the window, it is beautiful. It's about uh, 27, 28 degrees Celsius outside. Uh, I can see the bay. Uh, life is good. Yeah. I, I'm in an open plan office, so A, I have to behave myself at times uh, but you secondly you might hear unwitting contributions from colleagues around me yeah so. and when you say uh, 27 degrees c they were looking at you because you're speaking a different language yeah they yeah exactly no idea what that conversion no. is <laughs> <laughs> i i have tried to slip in some uh, to, to to get some more you know americanisms into my vocabulary so the hotel i'm staying at is about you know 12 football pitches and three buses away. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And you're measuring stuff in cheeseburgers per hour. And, exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking of cheeseburgers per hour, the food portions are just ridiculously huge. Yeah. Like 16 football football sizes, football pitches worth on a plate. Uh, I know. I know. Uh, it's like the plate of food is like like the size of a of a standard shield used by the Romans in battle with. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I went to this place yesterday. Like the a team went, and it was a Thai place, and I got this pad Thai. And I was I swear I was eating it for like half an hour, and at the end it was like there's not a dent made in it. It was just still there, and my stomach was like I had to undo my top button on my jeans. It was ridiculous. <laughs> oh, they put it in a doggy bag for you as well, so you can take it back with you. Well, it was like more a doggy bag was more like a black bin bag it was like so yeah. big like it take what... all the rest of it away so <laughs> what we'd call a food bank in the uk yeah. exactly <laughs> <laughs> oh dear so i think um owing to time pressures and the fact that you know tom left it very late to tell us that um he wouldn't be joining uh, we're gonna skip this week in infosec um I know, I know, favourite part of the show, it's the only reason people tune in to hear me talk about what happened this time, you know, in history. Um, yeah, however, I just don't think we've got time for it. No, no, it's a no. shame. This is the uh, the, the light version, the, the yeah. what is it, the alcohol-free beer episode today. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, I won't do any analogies there, because... Um, uh, yeah, no, it, it's we're going to keep it professional. We don't want to do any editing. So I am going to lead us into Tom's favourite part of the show, which is... Listen up! Rant of the week. It's such a mother rage! So 
I completely skipped over what you got coming up this week, and that's okay, because we're saving time. So this week, I'm going to talk about government by Gmail. Um, and this is a story that the UK's Home Secretary, so for everyone else watching the shit show that's going on in the UK in terms of government, uh, the Minister in Charge of Policing and Internal Security, um, you know, the, the UK's Home Secretary, uh, she was forced to apologise for breaching IT security protocols whilst in government. So this is uh, Suella Braverman, who had already resigned for the breach, um, got reinstated sort of six days later, you know, as part of this whole merry-go-round approach to government. Uh, and she wrote to the chair of Parliament's Home Affairs Select Committee to explain, you know, what she did and how she intended to um, avoid repeating, you know, making that same mistake in the future. Uh, and it turns out that, uh, you know, she had detailed that on six previous occasions, she had forwarded ministerial documents to her personal Gmail account. Um, and obviously the reason she gave for this is that, you know, she needed to do so in order to view documents on her private phone whilst conducting Microsoft Teams call uh, on her official phone. Um, wow. You know, which is obvious, you know, you need to be able to look at that camera. You can't have that distraction uh, of reading a document at the same time. Um, yeah, so there's that. And obviously on another occasion, she accidentally forwarded, you know, some official documents to a member of parliament from her Gmail account because she didn't have a work phone with her. Um, so it was lucky she had an offsite backup, right, with uh, on her oh personal gosh. device. Oh, my <laughs> so, gosh. Yeah, so this whole, I mean, as I think I said, I don't swear often, but, you know, it was a, it's a complete shit show of a government. And this is a person that has access to extremely sensitive uh, information on national security. Uh, What's she going to learn? unbelievable isn't it i mean it was bad enough when you caught ministers all using whatsapp to discuss like their their coups and whatever <laughs> which way they're voting <laughs> and now you have something like this it's it's absolutely shocking but it's not yeah i mean it's not do you think people at work do this like in corporate environments do people forward stuff to their personal accounts all the time and uh, yeah exactly unless yeah. your dlp prevents you from doing so right yeah yeah <laughs> no, it, it, it's a weird one. So I think on, on one hand, so we're, we're looking at, at this with the security hats on and we're saying this is shocking, unbelievable, uh, terrible behavior. But you're right. This happens in every organization and people are always like, and, you know, to to somewhat her defense, these are plausible arguments for someone who just wants to get their job done and the tools they've been given are not up to scratch to help them yeah. do it. Um, so I'm not excusing the behaviour, especially given that she should know better and she's in government and she has access to, like you said, extremely sensitive information. But if we look at the principle for why many people end up doing this kind of thing, like shadow IT, forwarding stuff to um, non-corporate uh, devices or, or emails, a lot of time is just because they want to get their jobs done. So... Uh, again, I think as a UK Home Secretary, there is absolutely no excuse for doing this. But broadly speaking, I think there's also something to be said about the lack of flexibility or the lack of ability for tools to provide what users are actually looking for. <laughs> That's a very diplomatic answer. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, someone said, like, you know, this is... In the scheme of UK government shit shows so far in 2022, this is a non-issue. 
<laughs> so, like, oh, you know, yeah. Just, yeah. Just, just retrain her and put her back to work, which is exactly what's happened. Um, but, you know, to I think this is just the tip of the iceberg in terms of the type of stuff that is actually going on. Um, and to her credit, she has said, I have requested briefing and guidance by security experts on what constitutes appropriate use of government and personal IT. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, so at least she has admitted that she is now uh, well proactively requested uh, infosec awareness training rather than um, you know just waiting for the mandatory once a year PowerPoint that goes around, right? I know, I know. <laughs> you know, if only uh, one of us knew of uh, an organisation that could provide excellent security awareness <laughs> training, timely, on relevant topics. I know, but unfortunately, we're just stuck with Google and uh, Googling what uh, we can and can't do. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's a shame because October was Cybersecurity Awareness Month. We just missed the boat because we could have like pushed some messaging <laughs> to her from there. Yeah. Oh, dear. we'll get her next year. Uh, yeah, we'll next year. Next October, year. we'll yeah. make sure all the government is aware. <laughs> <laughs> Superb. Rant of the Week. You're listening to the Host Unknown Podcast. Bubblegum for the brain. Indeed. So um, I think this is the part of the show where we need to head rapidly over to... Okay, so that heads over to me and apparently I've got two big balls to cover this week. Um... (laughs) And my colleagues are now giving me weird looks because they don't, they obviously can't hear the jingles that are being played. But uh, the first story is the hunty, the hunter cat is a bodyguard for your credit card. Now, see if this sounds familiar. You are in a weird part of town and you get cash from a sketchy ATM. The next day, you pay for gas at a pump side terminal that doesn't look quite right. A few days later, you get a call from your bank saying someone's using your card in a nightclub across town. It's not a disaster, but you have to spend some time going through your recent charges and you have to wait a few days for the replacement card to come through while you're wondering which ATM was the one that skimmed your credit card. Indeed. What are your options against this problem, Andy? Well, for the particularly paranoid, enter the Hunter Cat. The Hunter Cat is a small device powered by a coin battery roughly the size and dimensions of a credit card. (laughs) It's simple. You swipe it into the vape shop or gas station ATM in question and check for one of the three lights. And if you get a warning or dangerous light, then consider another location. Uh, When you want to try it again, just click the reset button. The card even has a sleep function that shuts the device off after 15 seconds to save on battery life. Isn't that amazing? That does sound amazing. And this is not a sponsored advert either. Um, No, no. (laughs) This is actually a... Because, I mean, I was just mentioning earlier about, um, you know, last time I was in LA and uh, the the receptionist tried to skim my card and it was the bank that caught it. Um, You know, they actually blocked the card and said that it was... It was run through a suspicious device, um, you know, in the, and you know, it's like in the US, especially they take your card away from you, don't they? Like we don't allow that to happen in the UK um, or you're, you know, they bring the terminal to you. Whereas in the US, they happily take your card and walk off with it. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I am, um, I guess, well, I guess this is a problem, right? In the US, that still wouldn't save you. 
when the when the waiter walks off with your card, it still doesn't save you handing over the hunter cat. Um, but you know, skimming devices, stuff like that on ATM machines, I would love to know how it works. But I am intrigued. Um, if this was a LinkedIn post, I would hit the interested button. Yes, it is. I, I, no, I think it's right, and I think obviously, like given by the examples that I I, I quoted, it is very much a US centric thing because, like you said, that contactless is here but it's not really here there's a lot of still chip and signature not really chip and pin it's it's a bit bit weird it feels very like um, backwards i was going to yeah. say third world country-ish but then that yeah. actually third world countries have some really really cool wireless technologies in place these yeah. days so <laughs> it's not even that but but yeah you know it's 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 an issue um but then again i how much Personally, when I look at it, it's not so much of an issue because I don't actually use my card much. Everything's like a virtual card on my phone or something, and I just like do the old yeah. tink. Like you know, I'm doing the the little motion, like uh, almost like Harry Potter tapping something with his wand. Yeah, um, <laughs> not a <Yeah>. euphemism. <laughs> anyway, moving swiftly on to the second Billy Big Ball story of the week, and these uh, really, really. Uh, made me laugh and uh, if Tom was here he'd be saying which criminals are you applauding this time and they're not criminals <laughs> these are pranksters and <laughs> what we have a done, soft spot for pranksters they, we have a soft spot for pranksters <laughs> so these pranksters uh, posed as laid off Twitter employees so they stood outside Twitter's building with empty with with boxes and what have you and um, they were like, oh, we've been axed by Elon Musk. And they <laughs> tricked a whole bunch of reporters into believing them. So they, so, uh, so, the, um, so the reporters interviewed them and they started publishing stories. Uh, some people were skeptical because uh, one of the pranksters said his name was Rahul Ligma. <laughs> and uh, if you're not familiar with that, uh, me, uh, Google the meme. Uh, he also held a copy of Michelle Obama's book, Becoming. Um, <laughs> he was holding that aloft while speaking to the reporters. Uh, the other name, uh, the other person said his name was Daniel Johnson. Uh, so, as you can imagine, lots of um, uh, media outlets were reporting Twitter employees fired Ligma Johnson. <laughs> oh, man, this is pretty. It just goes to show like, how desperate we are for news. That you know you've got people on the pavement outside waiting for people to come out. I mean, there, there's pictures in the article that's linked to it. You got all the reporters with the cameras, their microphones up, <laughs> up, and these guys are generally holding like cardboard boxes as if they've just been turned out, turfed out. And yeah. it's um, oh, it's just brilliant. They're, they're so desperate to report on the story that they just didn't even consider it could be a hoax. It, I know, I, I know. That's the thing. It's like you want something to be so. You, you want something to be true, so your brain just filters out any evidence to the contrary. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so, so oh. you just end up... And this is like, this is classic social engineering. This is, you, you frame something in a way, you know reporters are there and, and what have you, and then you, you turn up looking like you've been fired, and that's the natural, logical conclusion people jump to. So it, it's... <laughs> But, you know, as reporters, we expect better. We expect them to do some basic fact-checking, you know, that kind of stuff that, you know, journalism used to be, wants to be known for. But uh, since the, the internet has taken over, 
Um, sort of like anyone can really do it, isn't it? Anyone can provide an unofficial source. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you, Jeff, for this week's Billy Big Balls of the Week. If you work hard, research stories with diligence, and deliver well-edited, award-winning, studio-quality content for high-paying sponsors, then you too can be usurped by three idiots who know how to think on their feet. You're listening to the award-winning Host Unknown podcast. Indeed. Uh, Jav, what time is it? Oh, um, I don't know. Why don't you tell me what time it is? <laughs> <laughs> it is that time of the show where we head over to our news sources over at the Infosec PA Newswire who have been very busy bringing us the latest and greatest security news from around the globe. And I said that part slowly because I realised I am also controlling the media board this week, so I need to find the sounds to go along with it. And so that Whatever. is yeah, this week's Industry News. Russia suspected in trust phone hacking scandal. Industry news. OpenSSL security advisory downgraded to high severity. Industry news. Twitter verified status users flooded with scams. Industry news. Mobile phishing attacks on government staff soar. Industry news. Box suffers breach. 130 GitHub repositories compromised. Industry news. Android apps with a million downloads led users to phishing sites. Industry news. Threat, threat actor operator steals millions from banks and telcos. Industry news. UK security agency to scan the country for bugs. Industry news. What warning for retailers ahead of busy shopping season. Industry news. And that was this week's... Industry news. Huge if true. Huge. Huge if true. Um, I, I see that threat actor operator, um, but it's spelt like capital letters and an I instead of a T. Yeah, I wasn't so going to that spell that out. Operator or operator? Uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, operator. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, only sort of you know, sad people substitute letters and numbers right in their handle. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sir, Jester. <laughs> It's not the done thing. <laughs> uh, so, interesting story. The UK security agency to scan the country for bugs. And this is a story that the NCSE um, is going to vulnerability scan any internet accessible system in the country. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if they will then share the report with you. <laughs> or, uh, you yeah. know, because you could actually save some money on, you know, your own... Qualis subscription or, yeah. or similar by saying, hey, look, NCSE are doing this for us. Uh, all, all these like IP cameras from China and your smart fridges and everything's yeah. going to show up on the report. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, see, there's another story about uh, the Russians hacking a home secretary. Yes. Um, so obviously this is the story about our former UK Prime Minister Liz Truss. And her phone was hacked earlier in the year when she was uh, home secretary. Um and it was then kind of covered up or just was it covered up no they did cover it up they imposed a, a, a news blackout on the incident so people did know about it um uh, sorry she wasn't home secretary foreign secretary um but yeah they're saying that they stole a year's worth of data 
uh, off that phone messages and emails and uh, you know, See, now, now if Liz Truss had been forwarding the messages to her personal Gmail account the Russians wouldn't have got hold of it so True. maybe yeah maybe Sorella uh, Bradman's ahead of her time exactly she, she's like you know ducking and diving there who, who would ever <laughs> decide to look there for it what, what, what I find funny is that um, there's, there's that other story, which is like mobile phishing attacks on government staff saw, according to a report by Lookout. And it's not really UK specific, but um, it's interesting. So, again, like, you know, government people getting targeted more and more. You know, that, that the cyber war that everyone was talking about or cyber espionage, it's, it's not a big bang approach, but it's, it's the frog is it's getting here. boiled. It's been going here. It's been going on for a while. Yeah. 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 And this is when you find out your uh, cyber insurance doesn't cover you for it. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Uh, I mean, our, our cyber insurance expert, Tom Langford, isn't on the call today. But <laughs> otherwise, he would tell us wh whether, you know, Lloyds of London would cover this policy or not. <laughs> yeah. Also, I've just received a message. Tom's asked me to move on from this particular topic of conversation. <laughs> and uh, he disavows all knowledge of any incident which may or may not have occurred at uh, any large insurance institution within the city of london it's brilliant uh so other than that i think uh, relatively quiet week which is good yeah. for us because it allows us to uh, move swiftly on but thank you jav for this week's industry news you're listening to the host unknown podcast with your award-winning hosts javad and andy and insert name here Usually, hey. Mr. Tom Langford. How do you like them apples? How do you like... Do you know what? I saw, I've literally just seen the button which says, Hate you apples. <laughs> In 2021, you voted us the most entertaining cybersecurity content amongst our peers. In 2022... You crowned us the best cybersecurity podcast in Europe. You are listening to the double award winning Host Unknown podcast. How'd you like them apples? Indeed. And uh, I had to play that so I could give myself time to find the button for our last part of the show. Uh, and that is the part that we call Tweet of the Week. And we always play this one twice. Tweet of the week. Indeed. And uh, Jeff, as you're uh, on holiday, do you want to take us home with this one? Yes, this is excellent. This is a great tweet exchange. So Elon Musk, uh, the new Twitter overlord, said that, um, you know, blue checked verified accounts will be $20 a month. So uh, Man of the People, Stephen King, published author, said $20 a month to keep my blue check. Fuck that. They should pay me. If that gets instituted, I'm gone like Enron. <laughs> and uh, Elon Musk replies saying, we need to pay the bills somehow. Twitter cannot rely entirely on advertisers. How about $8? <laughs> and then the actual tweet is from Joel M. Petlin. Joel M. Petlin is his Twitter ID. And he goes... Only on Twitter can we watch a man worth 200 billion negotiate with a man worth 500 million about saving $12 a month. <laughs> it's so true. I mean, this is just one of those things where it's how it's third world problems, right? Or first world problems. How are the other half living? It's, uh, yeah. uh, the question is like, 
maybe this is how Stephen King has 500 million in his account. He didn't waste it willy-nilly on $10 here, $12 there a month. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. And you always find it's the richest people that um, that don't share the, share the wealth, right? It's a bit no, like yourself, I... Jeff. I mean, when's the last time you brought dinner? <laughs> hey, hey, all I'm, all I'm going to say is uh, buy my book that is now available on Amazon, 50 Ways to Survive and Thrive in Cybersecurity. Buy it, leave a five-star review, leave a glowing review on Amazon, and... Uh, mcdonald's a kid's meal is yours <laughs> okay done i am cheap so i will um i, I will spend how much is the book twenty dollars i'll spend twenty dollars on the book for a three dollar happy meal <laughs> it's, it's something like, like nine quid or something it's like it's it's, it's it very... that cheap okay it's reasonable yeah it's uh it might not be might that that might be the author price i don't know <laughs> that might be... <laughs> Maybe I've given up what my markup is now. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm making about 25 pence per book. Let's put it that way. So I'm definitely not in it for the money. Um, You're an educator with passion for the industry. I am. I am. I just yeah. want to spread the wealth, the knowledge. I've achieved everything I wanted to do in life. So now I just want others to be uh, somewhat successful. And give yourself some time to uh, manage your property portfolio. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, like, duh. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, well, now the truth has come out. I shall thank you for this week's... Tweet of the Week. Cool. So we rapidly burnt through um, this week, which is what we intended to do. We actually debated whether or not we would do anything. But as we had written out which stories were uh, were current news, we said that we would do it anyway. Yes, yes. I know. And, and you know what? You, you keep entrapping me on these things and, like... I think I'm going to have my, my attorney present on all future recordings. <laughs> Just like I'm going to look yeah. over and says like that, my attorney's saying I shouldn't engage with that. <laughs> Objection here, say. So. You've been in the US one week, you're already lawyering up, man. I know. I know. Damn right. It's how we roll here. <laughs> oh, dear. Brilliant. Well, I shall uh, thank you for your time. It's It's very rare that you turn up on time and uh, Mr. Langford doesn't. Um, so I shall thank you uh, well you're welcome and you know I, I do what I can <laughs> stay secure my friend stay secure you've been listening to the host unknown podcast if you enjoyed what you heard comment and subscribe if you hated it please leave your best insults on our reddit channel worst episode ever r slash smashing security Uh, have you he heard from it. Tom yet? Uh, no, other than that thing he said that he was uh, dealing with that incident. Um, minor incident, but he can't make it, but he's up to his eyes. Um, yeah, he obviously hasn't been through corporate comms yet before he can... <laughs> no. <laughs> before, yeah, he hasn't pre-prepared the message of uh, how they address what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he should have just said, look, I take security seriously. Yeah. No credit cards have been breached. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All credit card data is encrypted. There's nothing. Yeah. Comical Alley. Brilliant. There's nothing to see here. We maintain control of all our databases. <laughs> In the back end, someone's leaking it all on Twitter. <laughs>